0: we have not met. I'm the discipleship pastor here, and it is so good to be with you. You can see we have a lot going on, and we're so excited to share more with you and invite you into this incredible chaos that's happening out there. We're really pumped about it and pumped that we get to experience it with you, so we'll share more in a little bit. But let's welcome our online our online peeps. We love them so much. We're so thankful that we get to... We get to worship with them online as well, and so they are going to be able to take part with us in the chaos in some way, shape, or form today, too. So everyone's included. It's good. It's good stuff. Y'all ready for the holiday Christmas craziness? No. Okay, I'm not either. We didn't even start shopping in our house yet. Sorry, guys. My children are here. Um, But don't worry. We have six days. (laughs) we'll get it together. We always do. Well, the past few weeks, we've been looking at Luke chapter two, verse 10, that on the night that Jesus was born, the night that God Emmanuel came to be with us, that he sent angels to people far off who weren't even there at his birth uh, and said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I have good news that will cause great joy For all people. All people. And that's really what we're gonna be focusing on today. Rashad a couple weeks ago said that I have this phrase that has kind of been coined around here all the things. And so we're gonna coin a new phrase today all the people. All the people. Will you say it with me? You ready? One, two, three. All the people all the people. That is such great news, especially for a girl like me. Some of you know I am not from Indiana. I am not a Hoosier girl. I am a New York City girl. And so a few weeks ago, Steve and I did something crazy. We went back to New York City. We haven't been there in uh, over a decade. And you know how life is you get busy with kids and jobs and a pandemic, I don't know, you know, and so you just don't get away. And so we chose to, all right, we're doing it. We're marking the calendar, we're getting on a plane and we're gonna go back to my hometown um, to be with all the people, all the things that get me pumped. But I was really nervous about this trip. Like, before I got on the plane, I remember having some anxiety and being a little quiet because Steve is not from New York City. He's a Hoosier boy. Yeah, he likes the suburbs. He likes the lawn and the house things. And I I am like, I don't care, you know, like I I really like growing up in in cl- small spaces in close proximity to people. Like taking care of the lawn and those sort of things are like super weird to me still. Um but I was like I don't know. I don't I I just wanted Steve, the love of my life to love the things that I love that make me love, right? And so when you go to New York City, raise your hand if you've ever been in New York City. Bless you. Yeah, you're my people too. And so if you've been in New York City, you know you're gonna see all the things and all the people. It's right there. You can't choose not to. It's right in front of your face. And so I was like, what if Steve Craig doesn't love it as much as I love it? Right? So here's the thing. When you go to New York City, you're going to be in a cab with a crazy cab driver that's going to use words that you wouldn't use on the daily um, and use hand signs that maybe you're like, no, 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 we don't do that, right? Because in, in Hoosierville, we don't do that. We, we use our hands for nice things. And so then... <laughs> or you're going to see homeless people yelling at you, right? And you're just like, Hey! You know, like, or you're going to have business people who are like rushing to the next meeting and doing the next thing and they'll run you over as like, you're crossing the street. Or street performers, artists just trying to make a living and earn money. So they're, you know, doing all the things. They're singing, they're playing an instrument, they're dancing. And when you grew up in New York, all the people are your people. All the people are your people. And so I just wanted Steve to embrace all the people because they are who I am, right? They are my heart. And so it's really profound because I thought about it and I was like, I wonder if God felt the same way when he sent Jesus to us. Like, just giddy to get on a plane, if you will, and come to us because he was gonna be with all the people. I think that he was. I think that's why angels came and sang and told people far and wide. I'm here, I'm so excited to be with you. It's gonna be all the things. Not always good, not always bad, but meaningful in a way that changes us. And so today we're gonna be talking about giving joy because it's for all the people, not just us sitting here. And that's so exciting and why we celebrate Christmas, why we make such a big production because we want people to know it's not just about this, but we want you to feel a sense of joy and celebration in the midst of everything. Last week, Rashad talked about Simeon, this really patient old guy who got a promise from God that he would not die until he saw Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus. And so when Jesus was brought to the temple by Mary and Joseph, when he was 40 days old, Simeon rushed over and had so many things to rejoice and just to share. Like, his whole life was made for this moment. And at the same time, a woman named Anna comes on over. So if you would open up your Bibles or your phones to Luke chapter 2. Let's see who Anna is. It's verse 36. It says, There was also a prophet, Anna, and the daughter of Penuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. This was a woman who experienced great tragedy early in her life. She got married, and then her husband died. And she lived the rest of her life into old age, being a widow. And it says this, She never left the temple. That... When that moment, that tragedy happened, she ran to the place where she knew she could experience God. And then it was the temple. And it says, and she worshiped night and day, fasting and praying, that in that place where her heart was broken and she ran to God, she found a mission to fast and pray with people, to worship God. And it says, coming up to them, Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus, and Simeon, at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all. All the people, right? To all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Now, I want to give you a little geography of where she was in the temple, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to jump in with some things that we can kind of really sit on and and process as we're headed into Christmas. But in the temple, because Anna was a woman, there was only one place that she could go. And it was in the first room called the Court of Women. Because of culture, she wasn't allowed into the inner courts to interact and do mission anywhere else. So it was here for almost 84 years that she did her mission, and then when she saw Jesus and she gave thanks, and it says that she went and told all the people, she had one door to go through. It was the door out of the temple. It was the door that led to the outer courts, the court of Gentile, Gentiles where it These were people who were not even considered good enough to come into the house of God. And she ran right out there and said, oh my goodness, he's here. There's so much for us there that when we see Emmanuel with us and we experience it, we can't help but feel the overwhelming joy and have to give it to others. Not just those who are sitting here, but to walk out that door and tell all the good news that causes great joy. So today we're going to be talking about what it means and how important it is that we give joy. And then we'll talk practically about how we can do this in our context, wherever we are, with whomever we are. So if you'll pray with me, we'll pray and then we'll jump in. Jesus, thank you so much for this season where we get to celebrate that you are with us. And that you you empowered us and you reached far and wide to tell us the good news that causes great joy for all the people. We love you and we're so thankful that we get the opportunity to come together and to experience your joy and to give joy. In your name we pray, Amen. It's really interesting because from the very beginning of God's story, if you go all the way back to Genesis, it says that we were made to give his joy. In the Old Testament, instead of giving joy, they use the word blessing. You'll see the word blessing a lot, okay? And it's really cool because even in the midst of us messing it up and worshiping ourselves and not looking at him, he still came down and said, hey, I've got a mission for you. I created you for a purpose and on purpose. And even though you're off track and you're doing all your thing, all the things, I'm not gonna let you forget this. If you remember that even back in Genesis 1, when he created us, he created you and me, not just good like everything else. He made us very good. Tov Mayod is what it says. And that in that we see that we were created out of an, out of an overflow of his love and joy. Like he couldn't help but express his love, and he made us. And so he never forgot this. And so in the midst of things going crazy and us building like towers to Babel to like worship us, he speaks to a man named Abraham. And this is what he says. It's Genesis chapter 12. He reaches out and he says this to him. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, go. Your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I've got a place to show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. The joy, the blessing comes from him. And then it says, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. You will be my joy. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. In other words, I will protect you as you're going out and giving my joy and blessing others. And all peoples on earth, all the people, will be blessed through you. That is really profound because what we see here is that giving joy is foundational to who we are. Every single one of us, we were all made to give his joy. It's foundational. You always see foundational things really play out very practically with kids, right? And so kids are so interesting to me because when you give them a job, right, they just like, they shine. They're like, yeah. I was telling uh, the other services about Jesse, my son. He came off the bus a couple months ago in the beginning of the year, and he was just like, walking proud right? And I was like, Jay, what's going on? And he's like, I got a job. I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) because I can't get him to unload the dishwasher at home. (laughs) He knows it too. He's hiding. And so um, I said, Jay, what's going on? He said, I got a job. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I get to bring the food to the goats. I'm like, awkward. You know, like, what is that? At his school at Riverside Intermediate, they have like this little mini farm. I don't know. Y'all know I'm not a Hoosier. I don't even know what to call it. And so they have this farm for like farm animals. It's like a betting zoo, I don't, maybe. And so um, he was like, I have the responsibility of going from class, and going down to the kitchen and grabbing this cart of food, whatever goats eat. I don't, do you all know what goats eat? I don't know. And he gets the cart and he has to bring it outside to the little petting zoo where the goats are. And he was just so proud. It's foundational. There's something about when we are given the opportunity to give joy and to be a part of something that is so joyful and it means something to other people it just like it's like we shine it's it's not even like of our power right because it's jesus okay i'm going to tell a story that i didn't tell last the last service because the last service, Rashad and I were back in room seven. If y'all don't know what room seven is, it's where everything magical happens, okay? It is where our students do all their their crazy stuff, right? And so we're gonna do this thing, but Rashad and I go back there and they're like Santa's helpers back there doing this thing that you're about to do. I'm trying to keep it a surprise, right? And they're just like, you know, like owning it and dancing and doing all the things. And it was incredible. Like they couldn't help but be joyful because it's foundational to who God made us to be. That's powerful. And the second point that I want you to know is that giving joy is also personal. Yes, it's for all of us, but we all have a personal mission. And it's so cool because at the end of the Bible in Revelation where we learn everything that where where this crazy story ends, right? We're like, thank you for telling us we need the end in mind so that we can have hope when things are really hard. And so Revelation tells us this, and it's Jesus talking. We're in chapter three, and he, and it says this. These are the words of him who is holy and true, who holds the key of David. We're talking about Jesus. And it says, what he opens, no one can shut What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I have placed before you a door that no person can shut. I have opened up a place for you to give joy. If you go back to Anna, what we see is that it was in her struggle, and it was in her circumstance, and it was in her pain that the arrow to her mission appeared. Friends, you and I, we all have stories and hard things about our lives, they're actually an open door to giving joy. I see, and even in myself, so I'm preaching to myself here, that often we will bang our heads against doors that have been closed because we have expectations of how it's supposed to be, because we're trying to play God. We're like, oh, we know better. We know, we, know what we, we know the way this is supposed to be. And we keep banging our heads on things that are not ours to do when there is an open door that God created just for you to walk through and give joy. Sometimes we're banging our head against the world that's yelling at us because we want the world to look like this and to have this politics and to function this way and our school should be this way and everything should be the way that I want it. What if you stopped banging your head there and you looked for the open door that he has for you Because that door is shut by God. So go find the open door. Or what about this? What about the relationship or the marriage that you thought would be all the things and it didn't work out? And you're banging your head saying, why? It might be time to let go. Let go of the resentment and the depression and the what-ifs and go to that open door of what he has made you for and promised to you from the beginning to the end. Maybe it's a job or a career that you thought would work out. Maybe it's you thought your health would be a certain way. Sometimes you gotta just walk away from the door and go through the door that's open to you. That's what Anna did. She said, I can see that this is not for me anymore, but my mission is here. And that is why we give joy. Because even in the midst of the pain and the hurting and the disappointment, he came to us. And you can't help but be filled with joy from there. And we have to give that joy away. That's what this season is all about. That's what we celebrate. All right? So we're going to look for the open doors. Because if you look around, all of us have an open door that's closed to others of us, right? And imagine if you all go through the door that was made just for you. Oh, my goodness. Look around. How many open doors to sharing the joy and the hope of the Lord could we go through. We don't got to bang our heads anymore. So here's the deal for our online people, and I want you guys to take this home too, that I want to give you something really practical about how you can share joy wherever that open door is for you. And it's this Really simple strategy, I didn't come up with it. I just want you to know, it's from one of my professors at school and it's called BLESS and it's an acronym. And if you wanna take notes, you can do that. But the B stands for begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. How often do we like run around and we're making plans and we're zipping and doing done and going Christmas shopping, but we forget to pray and say, God, where do you want me? We're so busy managing our own lives that we forget to just ask God, begin with prayer. And the L stands for listen with care. It's a hard one, because we all love to talk and we all love to give our opinions, don't we? On all the social media outlets and even the unsolicited advice that we love to give, right? That's what parents do this all the time. We always give unsolicited advice to our kids because we just can't help it. But we need to help it. We need to control ourselves and listen to our kids. We need to listen to each other. We need to listen with care. We need to ask good questions. We need to listen to what people are experiencing so we can understand the sorrow and the pain, right? We can't give solutions to things that we don't really know about. So begin with prayer, listen with care. The E is eat together. That's good. I love to eat, right? We all got to eat. And there's something really powerful. Jesus', in my opinion, most powerful ministry here on earth was just eating with people. Zacchaeus, the people who were just rejected from, from all of different phases of life, he ate with them. Because when you eat with people, you're showing your humanity, right? And you talk, and you have to, like, just take your time. Eat with people. It's good. Even if you don't cook like me. Go out and get a meal. It's great, right? My daughter's laughing at me over there. The S stands for serve. Once you hear people, and you know what they need, then you know how you can serve them. So often is the church, we love to be the hero of everything. And so what we'll do is we're like, we're going to go help you, but it's not really what they need. And then it's just so impersonal. And it feels like, don't you even know me? So when you serve, make sure you've listened with care before that so that you know what people need. But here's the other thing, let people serve you. This is hard for me personally. Let people serve you because when you serve, you're putting yourself in a position of power that you can, you have agency to affect people and to make their lives better. But how powerful is it when you let someone do that for you and how that makes them feel? It goes both ways. And finally, the last S is share the story. Share the story of how God came down into your life and met you where you are and changed everything and how he's still changing you even now, that he's not done with you yet. So we got a lot to do. We get to bless others. So our online folks, you, you get to go bless others. We get to do that too. But we're going to do something so cool that we've never done before. So I'm going to invite Josh up here, and we're going to tell you more about what's next.
1: We thank Pastor Kathy for sharing this morning. It's been a fun morning. And you realize how important what she just shared is. Like, we have a choice of whether to allow the, the good news of Christ to invade our soul and to share, to give joy to other people. The opposite of that is to keep it in and become bitter, resentful, angry people. Who wants to be that person? Right? But it's so easy to let us happen. I just heard uh, this story this week, actually, of this guy on the East Coast. Well, obviously, the East Coast is where the godless people are. But that yeah. the, uh, he... <laughs> He he was talking about how he had lost his wife, he had lost his kids, he had lost all of these things because uh, years ago, when no one knew what Bitcoin was, he had a hard drive that had Bitcoin on it, and he accidentally threw it away because he didn't think it was worth anything, and it turns out today that would be worth over half a billion dollars. And he spent the rest of his life trying to get it back, and he was so fixated on it. He had to have this to be happy in life that he ended up ruining his marriage, his family, his kids, lost his, lost everything. And that may not happen to you, but that bitterness can well up in us. And so we want to give you an opportunity to, to give joy, to experience that here this morning. So I first want to talk to the online community. We're so glad that you're here. There are two things we want to challenge everybody to do this morning. One, a simple, very simple way to share the good news of Jesus this Christmas is to get online, mercyroad.cc forward slash Christmas, and be sure in RSVP, pray and do the... What Kathy just shared, the bless, pray for those in your sphere of influence that God could supernaturally impact through this Christmas Eve uh, uh, series. In fact, we're having five different services. They are going to fill up. We're probably gonna have to close down multiple services. So if you have not RSVP'd yet for your family and friends, do so, do it today. And I would even encourage you to pray as you do it, but don't worry if your friend doesn't respond till Christmas Eve morning, Still bring them. We always block off some chairs just for that. We just want to uh, space out our service as well. And then, uh, so you can do that right now online or here. And then secondly, for the online community, we want you to practice that, that blessing right now to pray for someone in your sphere of influence. Begin to pray that God would supernaturally reach them. Think about how you could meet their physical and, and emotional and spiritual needs during the season. And then actually act on that, walk through the open door that God has given you. And then for us today, to actually put this into practice, you probably saw the chaos in the lobby when you came in. You're like, dude, what is all that? I will tell you, we didn't know if this would be the worst idea we've ever had or one of the best ideas we've ever had. Half the staff thought it was gonna be the worst one. They're like, it's gonna be chaos in the lobby, Josh. And I was like, yes, it's going to be awesome. And this is just how we do things around here. And it has been, it's been such a joy to see people serve. We've had people that were here for the first Sunday ever out in the lobby serving. We are packing 15,000 meals for families in need. Thank you all for your generosity that made that possible. 7,500 of those meals are going to, uh, through the Midwest Food Bank, going down to Northern Kentucky to help families uh, due to the tornadoes that came through. The other half is going up to Anderson, Indiana to a food pantry that we're partnering with as we plant a church there in the future. And so this is really needed badly. Uh, We are making 15,000 macaroni and cheeses this morning. You're like, wow, that's a lot of mac and cheese. Yes, it's fortified with all kinds of nutrients. It's very, uh, it has a long shelf life. So it's really great. And it's just add water to, excuse me, create it. They actually uh, just came up with this patent just recently. So it's really a great opportunity for us to participate in this. And so we're gonna go do it. Enough talking, time for some action. And I'm gonna tell you, when you get out there, we have our children's ministry for the next 15 to 20 minutes. So we ended the service early. Your kids are still going to be doing it. They're actually making meals in the kids' area. You got no excuse. We want 100% participation. We're going to bring joy to people who need food this Christmas season. As we walk out the door, get your hair net. We're going to put on some Christmas music. We're going to give joy. We're going to experience joy. and It's the great time of season to do that. Amen. Let me pray for us. God, we love you, we worship you, we thank you, we receive the joy of the good news of Jesus this Christmas and now may we go out and share it with other people both in person and online, physically and spiritually. We love you, Jesus. We give you our church and pray this in Jesus' name and everyone said, Amen. amen, amen.